Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales Presents, a curated actual play 5e Dungeons and Dragons game set in the world of Dungeon in a Box, the Caravan of Peril. The Caravan of Peril is so good and so chock full of adventure options that I was able to run the entire game with a second group of people. And now we present the last section of the second group. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So This is the last part, the last section of Dungeon in a Box, the Caravan of Peril. Another long day of travel draws to a close with the setting of the sun. The wagons have circled for the evening in a grassy clearing just off the side of the trail. Camp has been set up, the horses unhitched, and the wagons opened up to air out in the cool evening air. In the middle of the camp, a cook fire has been lit, drawing together the hungry travelers. A hearty stew bubbles away, filling the air with its mouth-watering aroma. As made by... Estrade Vandigo. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> dagger lights up and hovers over the gathered throng. As made by... Balasar. As played by... A.A. Ron. On the outside, I'm dragonborn. I'm all kind of scaly. Wearing... Light barbarianish clothes, simple yet functional loincloth. Got my two hand axes at my side. <laughs> I just is any loincloth not both simple and functional? I mean, it seems <laughs> to me that like that would the be definition like, of simple and functional. Yeah, that's, and that's breezy. <laughs> but that's the functional part. No swamp ass. So <laughs> I don't need no gold bond. It's it's cool down there. This episode is not presented <laughs> to you by Gold Bond Medicated Gold Bond Medicated Powder. powder. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Balasar, in your loincloth making stew. <laughs> Laura Hannah clangs a ladle on the side of the pot, puts hand to mouth to call to dinner. We see someone else by the cook fire. Who's by the cook fire right now? I can be there. I am Drizelle. As played by? Allison. Can you describe a bit about what your character is doing by the fire? I am supervising Balthazar's cooking and just kind of backseat cooking. You're sipping a <laughs> cup of tea at this moment, too? <laughs> or some sort of hot beverage. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. The early broth of the stew. <laughs> yes, yes. Just tasting, testing, giving my opinions. Give me an example of an opinion. Could just use a little bit more, I don't know, some je ne sais quoi, something. Just missing something. <laughs> Drizelle, sassy, mm-hmm. overhelpful. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Someone is perched on a wagon at guard. Who's that person? That'd be me, Ekamon, who is played by Chelsea. Ekamon is a tiefling bard. 
who does scat. And what is Ekamont doing on top of the wagon right now? He is in the process of composing a song. Can we have like the smallest of snippets <laughs> yep. of that song? Curses! <laughs> y- you said it. You know it's happening. <laughs> yeah. um, you can just make a performance roll if you don't want to sing the song. Sing the song. Sing the song. Yeah, sing the song. <laughs> sing the song. <laughs> dance, monkey dance. Ekamon is currently trying to figure out a song for Vistrad. So he's he's figuring that out. That uses so his full name multiple times. <laughs> 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 That'd be funny. It's, it's a like light, a disco. It's a light show. <laughs> The torchlight just like I hate you guys. <laughs> Seriously. Can we God break it? it? Does it run out of battery? <laughs> He's sitting on the top of the wagon, plucking out some notes and trying to figure out what the tune is gonna be, so you just hear some joyful humming from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe. And what is one line, not even rhyming, in the Vestrad song? My brother Vestrad, you are my bond. You keep working on that. I'm already. I'm already happy. <laughs> Nato. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to the north, the rain clouds fall heavier. There's someone staring out a window pane and, and water is running down the outside of the window pane because that person can't cry, but the director wants to show that they are. Anyway. And it's all lit in teal and orange. And we, of course, find another character helping some poor, unfortunate, arthritic dwarf with no facial hair named Sorrow air out his wagon for the night and pull the canvas off the top of it. Who is that? That's me, Vestrode, which is played by Paige. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed as though Sorrow is trying to do, clean some of his armor and cloth wear. So Vestrode is helping him with that. Great. Okay. He's working on Dwarvish with this dwarf. Aww. So he's helping him. Can you say something in Dwarvish? (laughs) Dorkrath Ingo. Cool. I'll say it with a Scottish accent. (laughs) No. All right. (laughs) Come on. I used to do that one really well, but not anymore. I think there's a a short person scampering around looking for something who hasn't been described yet. Who is that? That would be Dimple Dandy Drake, played by Marie Claire. And Dimple, as a wizard, looking for, you know, the easier spell components to find, you know, on the road when there's the odd, you know, feather for a thing or... You know, when 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 you can find the cheaper spell components to be able to use them. Can you name one that you might be looking for at the moment? I am looking for a tree, twig, like a, a fallen twig from a tree for my witch bolt. You've plucked a twig from a nearby tree and inspecting it by the light of the campfire, although it is a bit outside of your purview because you're just outside the circle of the wagons. And you drop the twig. Your charcoal stick skitters across the page. Your mug of tasty broth falls from limp hands. The ladle falls into the stew pot that you're mm. stirring. And Vestrad swears in dwarvish. Dingle hymen. <laughs> <laughs> the best. 
That almost sounds like a swear in English. <laughs> that was amazing. Wow. Oh my God. That's Please amazing. write that down and for- remember Dingle it forever. Dingle hymen is the best thing ever. <laughs> Everyone loves a good Dingle hymen, but you Dingle don't want to be one. Like, no, true. Like Aaron is often a Dingle hymen. <laughs> like just true. Ugh, such a Dingle hymen. No, no, no. You have to say it with the aggressive. Ah, dingle hymen. <laughs> when you're calling someone a dingle, you're like, oh, you're such a dingle hymen. But when you stub your toe or something, then yeah. it's like, dingle hymen. <laughs> Jerry. Um, <laughs> a chilling howl of a wolf pack. Long, low, and nearby cuts through the night air. What? do you do i finally get to have my pet dog i'm so excited i'm gonna pick up my stick that i just dropped i know you're going to <laughs> you're going to play fetch with them <laughs> Ooh. with the witch bolt <laughs> fetch with a witch bolt go get it <laughs> did we drop stuff because of shock There's yes okay the shock okay just making howl. sure there wasn't like a spell it had or been something quiet guarding for the last several nights since the windless hill there's been nothing that has gone on you have slowly made your way further north you're just on that embanked huge bank of storm clouds they're just out of your range the nights are a little bit cooler because you're so close to it but it doesn't look like it's moved at all the entire time you've been traveling the cloud hasn't moved no that cloud hasn't moved. but it, that's not an unnatural thing it's just like a big heavy rain cloud that's been dumping rain mm. for the last nine or ten days like a big june storm in calgary sort of thing so how many wolves did we say good question why don't you make a nature check to determine or animal handling check to determine how many wolves that is 12 no it is not 12 wolves no. it's definitely less than that i only got it well though. 12 is just fine <laughs> okay. did anybody else roll to d- make I guess these to determinations count or are you gonna do something different shouldn't need it too high hopefully different. perfect you determined that there is a pack of wolves that is about three or four wolves that were howling. Well, we just heard them. That's you what shocked us. Cut low and long in the night. But we can tell that they're quite near. Absolutely. Based on that? Okay. Yes. The direction is unclear to you based on the degree of your roll, but you you counted about three or four. Did anybody else attempting to do anything or discuss or work together in some capacity towards something? I'm going to try to get the higher ground. So I'm going to go and attempt to climb up on a caravan so that I can shoot spells from higher up sure do you to. go to the north the south the east or the west which direction was the did you roll from? no i will actually i'm gonna roll in nature as well i got a 22 what are you doing balas are you still making stew yes i'm still making stew <laughs> people got to eat keep working <laughs> it and what are you doing Ekimor? i'm gonna stand on top of the caravans and scan to see if i can see like any birds flying up from the bush or anything using my dark vision oh okay so would you like to make a perception check or would you like to make a nature check? While you determine that, what did you get, Paige? 21. That is enough to know that those howls are coming from the northeast and could descend upon the caravan at any moment. Could I say my name and get the sword to shine? The little dagger? Of yeah. course. Yeah. You, yeah. you can do that as a free action. Cool. And? 23. 23 is enough to know. Yes, there is three or four wolves. They may arrive any moment from the northeast. And it is very unusual for wolves to attack a circled wagon unless they're desperate or in an alliance with some sort of other creatures that they're working for. Right. 
Like, or some sort of, like, druid or something. Type. But given the desperation of the warg earlier, you are more inclined to believe that they might be desperate. The wolves are coming from the n- northeast. I'm going to, while I'm standing on the c- one of the caravans, shout to everybody that's in the caravan circle to stay inside your caravans. Don't come out for any reason as we deal with the situation. That would be a persuasion check. You would hmm. have advantage because you've spent on that sort of thing if you would like. But the villagers have panicked and are running around willy-nilly, cool. <gasps> make freaking pers- out. Persuasion check with advantage. Absolutely. I'm going to totally do that because I don't want them running around. 21. That is more than enough. The You have got at least half of the villagers calmed with your shouted words of confidence and encouragement. And do you hold your weapon or a, something aloft in a hand to show them that you're a guard and you're going to take care of them? Yes, I do. Excellent. What, what is that? What? I have my rapier with yeah. me. And I also stand eight feet tall on top of a caravan. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Lit by the fire. Six feet tall. (laughs) There is only one wagon that you can climb onto, and it is Findal's wagon, because that's the only one that actually has a solid top. The other ones all have the fabric over them. Hmm. So the ones you've been on before, you've been just sitting with the driver or whatnot, or hanging on the side or the like, just to be clear. So you can climb up onto Findal's wagon, and it is on the eastern side of the I will definitely do that because it puts me between them and the wolves. Perfect. So you're standing up there. Where is everyone else at the moment? Well, I want to try to get higher ground. So you're up there with Ekamon on Findal's wagon. I'm also going to join them on Findal's wagon. (laughs) Okay. The stew's good. It has to simmer for a bit. (laughs) Okay. I go stand directly in front of the wagons towards where I heard the wolves Perfect. on the ground. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, I'm just curious. Do these wolves react as wolves would in our day and time to loud noise? It's possible. To kind of deter them from? I was thinking about that for a th- like We know that they're desperate, so. Yeah. Might go the In hopes that I might scare at least one or two of them, I start banging my long sword against my shield. Okay. Trying to deter them from. Perfect. That's our what you plan to do. Yeah, and is there like a tree nearby or something I can get on that's not the sure. caravan? It is outside of the circle, though. How far? Like really thirty far? feet. And it's like, but it would be give me a higher vantage point than a caravan top. Yes. I'm gonna climb the tree. All right, you'll have to do that on your. Now you know, everybody else is climbing wagons. You climb the tree. Yeah. Climb <laughs> on your, climb Thank right you. up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How high up off the ground are you? How high would the caravan be? They're about like. Nine, ten, ten feet? feet yeah, at most. Okay, so maybe like 11, 12 All right. feet up. Scamper up a tree. Mm-hmm. Find a, a low branch and swing yourself up. Roll initiative. Woo. Oh. Wow. Oh, damn. Ekamon. 21. Vestrad. Five. <laughs> Balasar. Nine. Dimple. 18. Drizel. 16. Damn it, I'm on the ground and I'm the last one to go. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> They're totally gonna come and eat your stew. <gasps> That's probably where they came too, because it smelled so good. No. Damn it! <laughs> I'm going rage. Dingle Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> but you said your name, right? So it's like glowing. Yeah, on top it's of glowing us? above okay, us. Okay, that'll help. So five feet away from me, but showing twenty feet. Okay. So we should be able to that see them when good. they enter that twenty feet radius. Maybe it'll spook them. I'm hoping between the light and the sound. Yeah, and you can just scare them. But you have dark vision. I do. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about their effect on the light. 
Four wolves streak out of the darkness from the northeast directly towards Vestrad. Dingle Hyman. The four wolves are around 35 feet away from Findal's wagon and around 50-ish or so feet away from the tree and Drizel. At the top of the round, it is Ekamon's turn. I'm going to cast sleep. And 20 feet from the point you choose within range. And it has a 90-foot range. Oh, yeah. Definitely within range. Cool. So I'm going to target all four of them. 21. One of the wolves falls asleep immediately, crashes into the earth, and slides to a halt. The other three keep moving towards Vestrad. What did you uh, say or sing to cause these wolves to fall asleep? Freaking songs. <sighs> okay, I sang because my I was holding my lute with my sure. rapier. So yeah. I start strumming on my lute and I just start. Does the bottom of your rapier have a pick that allows you to strum your lute totally. <laughs> with your rapier? Yeah. Okay. yeah, totally. And when I start using a spell and I'm playing my lute at the same time, it gives my lute like this unearthly resonance to it. Mm, so that nice. yes, of course. goes across the field and then that with my humming. And then you put that into like a magic scenario. Yes, and that's a like beautiful very, color. But what do you say? I just do some very beautiful humming. I don't say anything necessary. Oh, I need words though. Yeah, it has to be a verbal okay. component. I sing. The earth calls you to your knees. Fall asleep, fall asleep. With that, a wolf falls asleep immediately, and we move on to Dimple's turn, followed by Drizelle. Seeing that one wolf is asleep is actually going to cast a magic missile at the other three with one magic missile per wolf. She uses her bracelet, which is a little kind of dangly charm bracelet around her wrist that she uses to cast her spells as her foci and says, Eris Mislio Magica. And like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and with your twig? No, like it's it's like a little crystal on her charm bracelet. That oh, nice. She, she Does casts she like from. spin it around? It's like she grasps it and then with the other hand a three of the fingers shoot a magic missile each cool okay and they target those wolves directly roll your damage two each plus one force damage so three each three each each wolf a warm down lets out a yip as they are all stung by the uh, the force of your i say back off it is now drizelle's turn followed by Balasar. I'm going to target the wolf that is closest to Vizdrad with my longbow. It is not good. Does not go well. <laughs> Does not go well. No. I, I think the like tree branch would like shifted. Me, I shifted you? and it yeah went really wide. You put top of your bow in between a fork and the top branch. You try to shift out. You shake. Yeah. You don't fall, but there is this precipitous moment where you hover there and an arrow goes. Phew! Off, oh, and it was that really nice one that you just mm -hmm. recollect. Mm -hmm. You just pulled, you fished that. It was the one with the stain on the th from the blood of that bandit. And yeah, and I say I'm not gonna see that. But it, again. it, it didn't. It didn't actually go very far. <laughs> oh, it, it literally just fell out of the 
bow and and clattered on the ground below. So not all bad. No. Not all bad. (laughs) Definitely recoverable here. So it's like, uh, I'll be okay. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Is that what she says? (laughs) Yeah, the ton of... uh, I'll be okay. (laughs) Yep. You regain your balance. That was Drizelle's turn, sort of. And now it is Balazar's turn. I am going to attempt to jump on one of the wolves. (laughs) <laughs> from off of the caravan. You are too far away to leap onto a wolf, given that it is about 30 feet away Aww. from... And jumping is half of my speed? I don't know if I ever heard that, but... Um, you need a running start. Yeah, you need oh. to don't take a running, a running start. start. So there's a whole bunch of pieces that are coming against you there as you try to... Uh, you definitely consider long and hard about jumping on a wolf, but it not- none come close enough for you to leap onto... So what would you like to do instead? So I'll climb down off of the caravan, and I will attempt to intercept one of the wolves as they run by. Make a uh, dexterity acrobatics check to nimbly leap from the top of Findel's wagon, rolling up to uh, to still have room and time for your attack. This is just going to take part of your movement. Okay, 20. It is a gorgeous swan dive <laughs> that at the very last second before he puts his hands together and cuts into the earth as though it was water, he pulls up short, rolls nimbly, loincloth fl- fluttering <laughs> away into the darkness as he engages mano a mano with the wolf. And now I shall... Hmm. His dragonborn thick penis... Hanging in the darkness, copper. <laughs> mm. um, I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. No one, okay. <laughs> A villager running by notices this and says, <laughs> Dingle Hyman! And flees <laughs> off. Could I try and wrestle with one of Absolutely. the wolves? <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> grapple the wolf. I mean, that's what that was meant for. This color is built okay. to generate Balasar Greco-Roman wrestling a wolf, a she-wolf. A she-wolf? Oh, God. <laughs> I have a feeling animal <laughs> handling Romulus is in and there. Remus wrestle a wolf at some point? That's very, like... Uh, yeah, I guess mythology. I'll wrestle with the wolf. With the wolf. So you throw your impromptu weapon to the ground and bare hand yeah the wolf itself grabbing fistfuls of mange in your fists as you uh bring the wolf to bear go ahead make an attack roll oh the 22 22 strength plus athletics that is enough you grapple with the wolf rolling around in the dust um can you just make a quick animal handling check as well for me 13 that is enough for you to see that in the wolf's fur matted around the neck is an indentation uh, that's caused all the fur to be pushed down and clamped as though a rope or some sort of um, restrictive collar may have been on this wolf recently. And with that, as you roll around, it is now the wolf's turn. The wolves, two of them, will lunge forward and attempt to gouge into the chain mail of Vestrad's armor. So the first wolf will hit and do seven damage as its t- as its teeth pierce the gap in your chain mail or a, sp- a, a spare link in your chain mail in your thigh, pulling at the muscles therein, uh, shortening one of them, actually. And then the other wolf will attack and miss. 
So that was the wolves attack. Two of them are rolling around fighting you. The third wolf will attempt to free itself from Balasar's uh, grip. Can I get you to make a con- opposed strength athletics check? What'd you get? Uh, 23. That that definitely beats my 11. So the wolf snaps and snarls at the air, but does not manage to break free of your grip as the two of you naked roll in the dirt. Vestrad, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Well, originally I wanted to make one of them my pet. Uh-huh. But then it hurt me and made me very mad. So I yell out, Dingle Hyman! And I take my longsword and I attempt to cut through both of them. Is that possible? Uh, sure. You'll have disadvantage on the strike. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You can just attack one of them. What would you like to do? Get him. Can I attack both of them with disadvantage but give you a moat to have regular roll? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Give me the <laughs> moat. And roll to hit. That's a Damn success. It. And... Roll your damage. Is that a success? That's a success. So roll your damage. (laughs) So you hit both of them and have done four damage to both. Both of them let out a yip and a howl while one yips and the other howls. Uh, That's their names. And (laughs) we are once again returned to the top of the round where it is Ekamon's turn, followed by Dimple. Ekamon is going to use Vicious Mockery. What's the creature that did damage to the Vistrad? That was Yip. I'm targeting Yip. That bastard. Well, I mean, there was no way Yip's parents could have gotten married. In wolf wolf culture, that's just not a common practice. So you have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw. All right. What is the difficulty? 14. The wolf fails and Vicious Mockery stings. Doing... Three damage. It only does a d4. What did you say to the wolf to make him so viciously mocked? I stare down that wolf full of hatred in my eye as it has hurt my brother. Not knowing exactly how to insult a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I look at it and I say, I bet deer don't even run from you. Oh, oh man! Change yeah, it to he, he doesn't understand any of those words. Yeah. But he's like, change it to savage mockery. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's worse than what you did at the warg. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the warg did die. The warg drowned <laughs> like instantly on air. Sorry, Rena past wounds. Hey. <laughs> Too soon. The wolf nods shamefully. And seems caught up in its last memory of failing to catch that deer. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, seeing the long horns on your character, that's what causes it. It looks to you, goes, it is reminded of that deer that got away and it is just filled with shameful contempt for itself and low self-esteem. I'm such an animal boy. I was going to say, every <laughs> animal are. you've encountered is severely damaged or killed. Hey, like you are my friends. <laughs> There's a slumbering wolf. There is a wolf wrestling competition. There is a wolf that's thinking long thoughts about uh, the one that got away. And one other wolf, Howl, that, uh, I don't know, his name's like Thurston Howell the Third. Okay. And he's the, he's the richest of the wolves. And uh, he's facing off against Vistrad. 
I never noticed this before, but when you cast Firebolt, it says you hurl a moat of fire at a creature. So now I need to like hurl this moat as well to yeah, get it. Please, I'm sitting in front of a giant TV, so don't throw a no, moat I, at me. No, I won't actually, <laughs> but I am using this. So All I'll right, just spend your moat that way. Roll with advantage. And I'm going to roll with advantage to attempt to make a f- uh, ranged spell attack on the wolf that has not been. I mean, I can't shoot a depressed wolf with a firebolt. That's just mean. So you're going <laughs> to so, shoot Thurston yeah, Howell Ekman. the third? I am going to go and igneous bolt. And it's just like that. Yeah. That sounds like firebolt. Good, good. Yeah. yeah, good color. 22. That is a hit. Yeah. Roll your damage. Meanwhile, you're rolling your damage. Following that, it is Drizelle's turn, actually. I'm kind of jealous of what Belthar's doing. <laughs> that looks like better than what I try to do because I did not do well at shooting that did not go well I, I think you just weren't used to where you were standing yet you've, you've, got, you've adjusted you've got a better position your butt firmly each cheek on either side of the tree trunk gripping <laughs> clenching on the branch <laughs> yeah so I mean you could probably take aim and, and fire a better aimed shot at this point I kind of really want to wrestle it though all right. So I might take a turn to come down and grab my arrow. But you I don't make think a strength do athletics check to throw yourself at the ground. Uh, sorry, a dexterity acrobatics check to roll at the ground and uh, use that as your movement to come into a wolf. You're about 50 feet away, so it, you're not going to be able to get there no, this turn. No, I won't get turn. there, yeah. So what you could very well do is shoot and then move. So that maybe I don't die on my next turn. <laughs> I really wanted to wrestle it, but that is sounds like a good yeah, unfortunately, idea. Unfortunately, you just cannot get to it yeah. with the movement you have. You bring up a valid point. So I am going to attempt to shoot it again, and should I fail, I am going to come down. Do you have a moat? Yeah, what would you like to do? I'm saving them. Not as much as you, though, but just for right now. I don't know why you're saving them. This is the last game. I can't, they, they don't can, carry over? They don't carry over to the new characters. I spend a moat. Excellent. <laughs> 17. Before you roll damage, though, can you describe the leaping and the graceful shot and roll your dexterity acrobatics check? I thought I was shooting and then jumping down. Because I, I think I that should it's, do both it's, much more sim- it's much more <laughs> cinematic Legolas for like. you to do the... <laughs> What, however you choose to get down from the tree at the same time. I'm going to stand on the branch that I had first clenched so tightly with my buttocks. <laughs> but I'm choosing to stand now. I get my balance. You use your clenched butt cheeks to pop yourself yes. up to a standing yeah. position. It's a glorious sight. You never, never underestimate the power of dark elf butt cheeks. I mean, it's all the butt clenching in the dark. <laughs> Uh, so yes now i am balanced yes on my feet on the branch and i pull back on the bow and i leap forward and i take aim at the wolf simultaneously sort of swan dive ish ish yep but not fully so i can still aim oh of course yeah Yeah. straight like your your body is perfectly parallel Mm -hmm. to the ground Ground. below you yeah Yeah. as you arc out firing uh, a crisp arrow into the wolf roll your damage and then make your dexterity acrobatics check and you are aiming at which wolf i'm aiming at howl 
he dies. How does he die? I hit the center of his body. The trunk or the chest? Yeah. Yeah. So just below his chest. So kind of through right like abdomen. Right into his yeah. organs. Yeah. And pierces all the way through. It's actually clean. goes clean through and pierces the ground. Wow. To beside him. He does not seem to act as though anything has happened. He stands there uh, while you gracefully or potentially Hopefully. make your <laughs> dive onto the ground below. 22. Please describe the beauty of this magnificent <laughs> landing. I was parallel, right? Yep. Shot my arrow. Yep. I take the time to put my bow around my torso. <laughs> <laughs> time slows yeah. for Drizel. Well, I'm light, so oh, I yeah, can I'm kind so- of float, not float, but I'm light. She is a leaf on the breeze. Yeah, watch me soar. Yeah, so I take bow over my torso and I just kind of put my two hands on the side of my cheek and just gonna land <laughs> on my side just so. slide in yeah the dust. just yeah like you've fallen asleep yeah you know how like break dancers do like after they've spun around right and they yeah. just kind of yeah that kind of rest pose there on my side okay <laughs> that's my move that's great the triceratops like turns like to a t-rex and <laughs> well, says not quite so like i'm sassy not little level of sassy like too high but like a little lower than a break dancer just a little cooler than that it's just sassy just sassy not super sassy i don't have blonde hair super sassy <laughs> all right that is the end of your exceptional turn where you have succeeded in every possible way drizelle lays perfectly <laughs> looking as though she just meant to fall out of a tree and fall asleep it is now the wolf's turn. I'd like to clarify a very important thing that was pointed out. Because she is not blonde, she cannot be super sassy. <laughs> I thought that was clear. I just I wanted to clarify. Entertaining. Yeah. And and because she is not Dragon Ball Z, she can't be Super Saiyan. So oh, geez. we will continue oh, with the geez. episode. That was what I was going for. Did no one pick that up? Which was what? The Super Saiyan. No, pun. I didn't pick oh, that up at all. That's exactly what I was saying. Oh, uh, we're on the <laughs> that's same what wavelength. I was saying. <laughs> the wolves, one of them, looks at Vistrad, decides to bite Vistrad, Ugh. but is really conflicted about the whole thing because Vistrad is not a deer. <laughs> and so he's got disadvantage. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so he, he snarkily. He snarkily tries to bite you. Misses. <laughs> and like his heart was just um, not into it. <laughs> he just regrets Ow. the choices he's made in his short life. Oh Can I sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> the other wolf that maybe was shot, you're not sure. You you saw an arrow get fired. You see it sticking in the ground. It was near the wolf, but you never saw it hit or go into the wolf because it's in the ground and it looks bright as a daisy. It does not look like it's taken, like it doesn't have any blood or guts or entrails attached to it at all. The purple fletching is still in perfect order, but that wolf takes two strides forward and as it does, the wound in its belly rips entirely open and everything inside the wolf falls out. Now, that's just awful. With that, the third wolf, the she-wolf, Mm. makes every effort to break free of the loving and tender grasp of Balasar. <laughs> Please make a de- uh, strength 
Athletics check. 19. Yeah, you definitely beat the wolf. She seems to be more inured and happy and purring. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I rolled a two. So nice. She's definitely not succeeding when I would like her to. With that, it is now Balasar's turn. Damn it. I was going to say. And then give it to me as a present. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to tame said wolf. All right. Well, go ahead. Make an animal handling check. I'm going to spend a moat. Yeah, I was going to say you had disadvantage anyway, so now you just have regular right, so check. Okay, regular. If you, uh, it's going to be a contested check because the wolf definitely doesn't want to be tamed by you, but let me roll so I can establish what your difficulty is going to be. Okay. So here's how it'll work. If you roll 10, the wolf will stop attacking because you have shown it your natural supremacy. You are the alpha wolf, and the she-wolf is your beta, and needs to adhere to your rules and whatnot for the next minute. If you roll a 15 or higher, you will have succeeded at cowing this wolf sufficiently that you have control of it for the next duration until a long rest or throughout this night and into the next day and if you get an 18 or higher the wolf becomes your mated companion (laughs) yeah you had to throw in the mated part his goal is just to make you uh, match make you without every sort of weird thing always there's always got to be love for Aaron. thank you at least he gets it somewhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, I wrote him a really cute note on the mirror this morning. She did. It was a, such cute. Okay. It said, I love you and have a good Friday. Aw. In Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Here goes the roll. Do I tame the wolf? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Le nope. That is a tactical nope. Wow. <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a five. What is your total with your bonuses, though? I have a one to animal handling. Wow. And I rolled a four on the dice. Yeah, you're really not the best animal handler in the world, are you? I can wrestle the crap out of it, but I can't take (laughs) it. And you continue to do so. That was your turn, Balasar, rolling around on the ground. And we return now to Vistrot, whose thigh bleeds profusely. So there's one still with him, one still asleep, and one still snarling at me. No, he's dead. He's no, I he, killed he, the snarly one. The snarly one died. Thurston, Thurston Howell the Thirds, uh, laying in <laughs> several the pieces on the floor. One. Where's Yip? He's the one who's he missed. There. He oh, missed yeah. you, and he's depressed. But Yip's right there. Yeah, he's right there. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, and he's depressed. Yes, for now. <laughs> Tame him. I was just thinking that. It's like, no, you're a good wolf. Who's a good boy? <laughs> While you're thinking, make a perception check. Twelve. No, yeah, nothing. You don't notice anything going on here. Paying attention to this wolf. That's unfortunate. Because this one's kind of not with it and it's obviously having some mental issues at the moment. I recall that from when I had my sandwich, I stuffed some meat in my pocket because I wanted it for later. So it's been sitting in there a while. (laughs) But I pull it out and try to offer it to the wolf because the last one, they seem pretty aggressive and like desperate. And so I try to offer the meat and try to like become its friend because okay. it, it seems sad and I see myself in it. All right. Make a <laughs> animal handling check. Just hold on a second. Yep. Okay. Uh, the difficulty is pretty high on this. All right. You spend a moat for advantage. You're going to need an 18. Yeah. You're going to have to crush it. 
Oh, yeah. She crushed 21. <laughs> you're plus two on animal handling? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, even, you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> apparently, she it's does. It's all instinct. Apparently, Vistrad <laughs> does know what he's doing. There was no meat because that... You, like that Aww. sandwich was days ago. I was gonna say like that nine meets, or ten days ago. That meat is rancid as all hell. Um, so you just offer your hand, and you're like, sniff my hand, sniff, sniff it, sniff. I'm Vestrad, and you are my friend, or whatever you want to say to finish that up. But after you force the wolf to sniff your hand, what do you say? <laughs> It's okay, big puppy dog. I'll call you Doodle. <laughs> the dog's the the wolf's tail wags oh! profusely, <laughs> and he sits. Oh, it's <laughs> great. His tongue lolls out of his mouth, and he he nods his head at you in what animalistic understanding you ha- vaguely have <laughs> having no skill at animal handling or knowing exactly what you're going to do now that you have a friend in a wolf and the smell of the desiccated wolf's entrails uh, fills the air next to it the dog sorry the wolf <laughs> turns its head and asks in for wolf-like permission to eat the remains of its sibling that was Vistrad's turn you sound so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a you really want us all home. to die. <laughs> oh, I always some want... of the beautifulness that no one else can see is just the sheer look of what the shit is going on <laughs> on the DM's face. Yeah, it was it's just great. like really, this is what's happened. This is really, this is where this. Okay. The wolf had like three hit points left, <laughs> and she chooses to like offer it a hand instead of her sword. <laughs> It's the Which kind you were of plus six I on it. Nonetheless, you have you have you have made a friend. We're gonna just keep adding people. That, that's the way of it. That's, that's what's happening. We're a really friendly group. So <laughs> that is the end of that round. It is the top of round three, and it is Ekamon's turn. Ekamon, first thing you need to do is make a perception check. I'm gonna spend a moat for this perception. Go check. ahead. There you go. Well, that was a good idea, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not failing this again. <laughs> Watch me get two ones. <laughs> Snake eyes. No, you, you didn't get two ones. Please roll again. <laughs> 18? 18. You hear sounds of metal on wood coming from the south. I hear something from the south. <laughs> what do you, you like hear? What do you do with your turn? <laughs> Can I theoretically, like, very lightly hop across the tops of the caravans so I get to the far south one? You may make a strength athletics check to do that if you would like to. But remember, you're on the only wagon. With a firm top. Yeah, I'm going to hop off the wagon and I'm going to run across the open space in the middle to get to the south side via the shortest route and through light. And while I'm running past the fire, because there's a fire in the center, I am going to grab a stick that is on fire. Sure. Absolutely. And have that in one hand with my rapier in the other as I'm running across. You can definitely do all of that on your turn. And when it gets to the end of your turn, sorry, the start of your next turn, I'll tell you what you see. 
So you've done all of that, leaping down and your move, because there's no other physical action you're taking other than to grab a burning uh, flame brand. Mm-hmm. You uh, There's no need for you to make any rolls. So we will move on from Ekamon to Dimple. Dimple, you've heard Ekamon cry out and jump down from the wagon. You're standing on the wagon as well. You have advantage on a perception check. 22. You see a large shape moving between two of the wagons to the south. It is only dimly made out. Seems to have mule-like ears. I'm going to firebolt it and apologize if I'm wrong. What's the range of firebolt? 120 feet. Excellent. And in dim light, so you can barely make out what it is. It actually has more to do with cover. So you have disadvantage on this attack. Okay. Igneous bolt with one finger pointed in the direction, but, uh, you know, can't really see very well. So it kind of just shoots off into the sky, a little bobble of fire. What is your uh, attack roll total? It's only a uh, 14. Then you hit. Oh, cool. Then I actually hit it. It, The moat floats back towards the earth and hits it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good recovery. You may have a moat. It was like uh, I bent the bullet. Yeah, you totally bend the bullet. It's the only way it hits it. Roll your damage. Uh, Five. So Ekamon sees almost like a teardrop-shaped little mini fireball the size of a baseball just curve up towards the sky and then head towards where you heard the sound dropping like oh so many raindrops of fire. That was beautiful. Thanks. With that, it is Drizelle's turn, followed by the wolves. Am I right in thinking that I could perceive that the wolves are not a threat anymore? Because one's asleep, one's dead, one's being wrestled, but it seems to be handled. In seven rounds, the one that is asleep will wake up. Yeah. There's one dead. Mm -hmm. The one is being wrestled by Balasar, but it doesn't look like Balasar is... Needs help. Well, he is easily wrestling it. He's not doing any damage to it, but it is not stopping its fearsome attempts to flee his grasp. And then Vistrad seems to have um, (laughs) adopted a puppy. His name's Doodle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. You're laying on the ground. Make a perception check. 20. You hear Ekamon cry out. I can't remember. what, What did Ekamon say again? I hear something coming from the south. And then Akamon vanishes from on top of Findal's wagon, and you hear the pitter-patter of feet towards the south. Then you see a flash of fire streak from the top of Findal's wagon. You don't know who shot it. You're pretty sure it was Dimple. But you can't see Dimple because she's too short. Even in my dark? You're, la- you're laying on the ground. The angle's just not good enough. Even if you turned and looked, you can't see her. She's just, just too short. I just figured I did such... Great things my last turn. I uh, could do true. such amazing yes. things your, your this turn. Your field of omniscient view <laughs> pulls back and you see all of the world fall out before you. Please give me your character sheet. You get to run the game now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but underneath the wagons, you can see little feet towards the south moving in amongst the wagons that the other feet of Ekamon are moving towards. Vistrad, you good? Yes. 
Felt this. Are you good? I don't know if you could talk right now. Try. Yeah, am I able to speak? Right yeah, of course. Well, no, conversation's fine. Yes. The short, quick barking at each other's fine. Okay. Yes, I, I'm quite all right. And then I run towards Ekamon. All right. Need to uh, scurry underneath one of the wagons to in order to get there because the wagons are all circled up and you're on the outside of them now. So that does break some of your movement up. So you only manage to get just to the inside edge of the wagons. You can see that dark shape. We'll get to more when it happens to be your turn next. But do you have your bow re-pulled from your back and an arrow knocked at the end of your turn? Sure. As All I right. was scurrying underneath, that sounds like something Ooh. I would do. We move from Drizelle's turn to the wolves. One wolf eats some offal and wags his tail. The other wolf <laughs> attempts to break your grapple. I have a 17. Ooh, you've broken free. <laughs> she breaks free and she will attempt to get away from you. She's going to turn and run. <laughs> disengaging from you as her action. So you may not get an attack of opportunities. So she disengages 30 feet away into the night. A lost conquest. All right, that was the wolf's turn. It is Balasar's turn. Balasar gets up dejected. Make a perception check. 16. There is something going on to the south. Everyone keeps running away there. You don't. You have no idea what's going on over there. You're on the outside of the caravan Wait, uh, circle. I will follow suit. I will follow the direction where everyone is going. Sure. You have to climb underneath one of the wagons. And as you do so, you see little feet towards the south in amongst the two wagons to the south there and a large pair of feet as well as Drizel and Ekamon moving towards them. Okay, I will, I guess, group up with them and move towards the collection of feet. Vestrad, it is your turn. Vestrad notices, hopefully, that he is no longer surrounded by his comrades. He looks down at his new dog, Doodle. He looks over to the wolf that's asleep, the wolf that is strewn across just in front of his feet with guts everywhere, and looks back to see Belisar running away. He thinks, if I leave the sleeping wolf, will it get confused that all of its comrades are gone and leave, or will it come attack us at the caravans? He chooses to think that it will leave us alone, (laughs) and follows suit, and makes sure that he brings his dog with him. Make a perception check. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too busy playing fetch Yeah, I mean, you know things are happening to the (laughs) south. You don't know what's going on, though. Yeah. That is the end of the round. Things are happening in the wagons to the south. As we initiate the top of the round with Ekamon's turn, one of the wagons moves with a jolt and starts to slowly get pulled out of the circle of wagons. And Ekamon can hear. In fact, those who are close at this point, which is almost everyone but Dimple, can hear a guttural but loud voice murmuring, Gotta pull the wagon. Gotta pull the wagon. <laughs> and you see oh, no. an ogre type looking creature <laughs> chained up and attached to one of the wagons of the caravan. I don't have enough hit points for this. Akamon, it's your turn. I'm going to see this big ogre thing, and I'm going to wave my rapier 
and my stick that is flaming over my head in a big like airplane motion. <laughs> Trying to get him to land. Hey, <laughs> hey, excuse me. Stop taking our wagon. Excuse me. <laughs> and I'm going to try to befriend the beast because you know me. It's just what I do. How are you trying to befriend the beast? Seems to be singularly driven to pull the wagon, chanting to himself, and his back is to you. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm going to run in front of the beast so that I am in plain sight of it, not within striking distance, so like keeping like 10 feet between me and it, just so it can't like hit me, because I don't want that. As you move towards the front of the beast, a pair of goblins lurking in the shadows pop out of their concealment and stab at you with their daggers. Can I do a spell then right away? Unless it's a reaction spell? No. Damn it. With that, the two little goblins stab brutally and they cackle. <laughs> Freaking goblins. Um, what is your armor class? 15. Both of them hit you. Damn it. Brian's here too. Indeed. Brian, start doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can Brian be following me? <laughs> Brian the bandit is hot on your heels. Awesome. <laughs> Take damage for me, Brian. <laughs> be my human shield. No, I just want him to be able to attack, too. We should have rolled his initiative. That would have been a good idea. You take 10 points oh, of damage. Shit. As they hit you. I'm at zero. You fall down. Actually, that's not how that went. Uh, Nope, you would Damn need it. more than a single <laughs> moat to tell me that that's not, that's how, not that how that went. You would still need more than that. Just put all four in. Three? Three would be sufficient Five. for That's you to re-engage your action. But you need to stop the storyteller as a patron in the bar and okay. tell me how the story changed. Remember, it's like a sports bar, though. Oh, right. Yo, yo, man, that's not how that went. Excuse me? What are you talking about? Don't you remember? They didn't die like that. That's not how they die. I distinctly know the story, and this is how <laughs> the death of Ekamon is told throughout the ages. Man, 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 I was on that caravan. That's not how that went. What? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I am a 3,968-year-old wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I was but a kid. <laughs> well, then, by all means... Oh, aged one, <laughs> how did this story go? Don't you remember <clears throat> what really happened? Ekamon was walking across, going to go and talk to that orc, right? 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 Mm -hmm. Or ogre, whatever it was. It was an ogre. But you were there. I was there. <laughs> I was right. also poking my eyes out of a caravan because that's what I was told to do. Right, of course. Right, right. I was watching this ogre thing, and then I saw those two little goblins there. And Ekamon, before they got to the ogre, also saw the two little goblins and then did a spell. It was a crazy spell. <laughs> Indeed. I do not doubt. I vaguely recall. <laughs> it was called Thunder Wave, was it not? Yes, it most definitely was. All right. Well, then roll your action for Thunder Wave. <laughs> and... Uh, Thunderous wave force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. 
On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. What's the range total? 15 foot cube from me. I believe at this point that Drizelle is standing right next to you or very close to you. Has Drizelle gone that far already? Yeah, Drizelle's already there. I thought she I was near the back because I had to crawl underneath the caravan. You said I was further back. I hadn't even made it to the fire yet. Definitely made it past the fire. You were just coming up on that and I told you what you were going to see at the start of your next round. So what would you like to do, Drizelle? Are you actually there or not? I thought I wasn't there. Because so I totally thought you were. I'm going to go with my first were. intention that I was not there yet. That I was going to be there soon, but I was not there. Storyteller says, who are you interrupting me? No, Drizelle was there and was hit by the thunder wave and thrown right into the fire. That's where Drizelle died. <laughs> I don't have enough moats. How many <laughs> moats do you have? I only have the one moat. Yeah, in this instance, it's only going to require one moat. Yay! <laughs> for you to not have quite made the 15-foot check to be there. I like that I have discounted moats. one of them died you would have just taken a bit of damage so in this instance you're not there and all of my goblins who i'm just looking for them on the page they will all make their strength checks or is this constitution checks constitution saving throw all right one of them succeeds it's the one you didn't know was there and was not quite in the range to do a sneak attack on you. He was, I'll say, up on the wagon itself that is being pulled by the ogre. And the ogre will make his save and fails. All right, roll. I don't think you get to push the ogre, though. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of the effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away. Yeah, the stew is totally thrown over. (laughs) No! The what are we going to eat? The fire sputters. But would also the caravan then too? Oh no, that's too heavy. No, it's too heavy. And I think the large ogre that is bound to the caravan wagon can't probably be pushed either by the thunder wave. I think there's just too much weight involved. It'd probably be like a, a stuttering push. Or like a topple or something. Uh, but nonetheless, roll your damage. That's the bigger deal. Yeah, it is. Eight damage. And there is a loud thunderous boom, audible up to 300 feet. Both of the goblins are blown to smithereens. Nice. Kaboom. Can you just describe how they die? Yeah, I can totally do that. So, as Ekamon shouts out the command for the thunder, Blastacast Motorius! This giant swelling force of sonic pressure sweeps into where Ekamon is standing and then right at the last syllable at the very last sound of the word that it explodes outwards and the two goblins that got caught in the crossfire the sonic wave literally shreds right through them as if a thousand little knives just kind of clawed way through their <sighs> midsection <laughs> and left yeah. them completely wow. shredded it's literally like they'd been through a um paper shredder Yep. <laughs> yeah. D- diamond or crosscut? Diamond. <laughs> nice. For all your friend makingness, you are also the most brutal yeah, of you are all the br- of us. <laughs> the brutalist brutal. of the The ungual ogre groans and continues to pull the wagon, being pushed forward by your thunderous wave. It gives him kind of a hop to his step. 
the goblin that was on top of the wagon, though, looks grievously wounded from the thunderous wave spell. That was Ekamon's turn. It is now Dimple's turn, followed by the ogre. Can I get within 30 feet of the ogre? Make a dexterity acrobatics check. Succeed at a 12 difficulty, and yes, absolutely. Okay, Uh, 19. Can you just tell me the cool way you jump down off the wagon? Dimple's kind of short, so she parkours down the side by like leaning over and sliding down like gracefully with her robes fluttering. And it does look graceful as all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the stew sputters and the flames start to flicker and die in the fire. Anyway. Okay. Meanwhile, she does uh, So I get within 30 feet of the ogre. Okay, so I'm going to cast a witch bolt with the stick that I had previously collected Your on. precious new twig. My precious new twig. I have to do a ranged spell attack, and I have, I still have a moat I can use to do this. Cause oh I feel my goodness. Like Roll it up. I feel like it's important. 25. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay, cool. Barely, though. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, just a, a light scratching. All right, so only a five, but I'm gonna, I can keep it up for concentration to hit him again. Five damage? Five lightning damage, yeah. It's like the willow scene where she's like, the sorceress has the twig wand in her hand and she's just like, that's the noise that Dimple makes because she doesn't really like ogres very much. All right. That was Dimple's turn. The ogre begins to move. Gotta pull the wagon. Gotta pull the wagon. And the wagon starts to move forward, haltingly, slowly. But there was a little hitch to the step from the thunderous wave. So it starts to roll out of its uh, alignment and the ogre starts to move forward. That was the ogre's turn. The ogre gets a total of five feet. It is now Drizel's turn, followed by Balasar. How thick are the shackle that's connecting him to the wagon? Like, very thick, or? Yeah, it's super thick. It's super strong, too. Like, you're not trained with any particular tools that would tell you oh, how to no, I'm not manage those locks, chains no. and yeah. whatnot. Yep. Can I do, like, a perception check for the, like, for other creatures around me? Absolutely. Give me a quick perception check as you look around to see if there's anything around you. 19? There is a goblin on top of that wagon. He looks to be very badly hurt, and that's about it. You hear people coming up behind you. But you quickly notice that those are just your colleagues and your oh, comrades. Okay, I just had a moment there. Yeah, <laughs> like no. Oh, and there's a whole bunch of movement in and around <gasps> in and around the other How wagons. Many more but, things. But that's just the other people in the caravan. How far am I from the wagon that has the goblin on it? Not that far. Why? What do you want to do? How far do you want to be? I want to scamper up it and go to that goblin. And do what? And hurt him. But you have a bow. You have a you bow. Hurt him. You are you are a ranger. I know, but. I wanna. Then you need to make a strength athletics check to climb the wagon. Will that be my? That'll be my. That'll be your move action. You'll be able to get up there. You can probably make an attack action after that. I'm not gonna get there. No. No. (laughs) No. You scramble to the thing. What was the total you got? Nine. No, you needed yeah. a 10 to yeah. climb up to the top of that wagon. So almost. You're hanging off the edge of the wagon. But the wagon's moving forward and you're on it. So uh, you cling to the wagon and it is now Balasar's turn. Can I do a check to s- perceive if the ogre has any like evil intentions? 
you're over by the fire. You see the wagon moving. You don't believe the you don't understand any intentions that are going on at this particular juncture. You know that the ogre is moving the wagon away. the wagon. Hmm. Okay. I guess as my bonus action, I will rage. Okay. And then I will attack the ogre. Sure. Charge forward, rage, attack the ogre. Uh, 22. That's a hit. Take seven damage. Awesome. And that's it for your turn? It's all for me. Okay. With that, it is now Vestrad's turn, and we will then return to the top of the round. Vestrad, what would you like to do? Can I use my bonus action first? Yes. I would like to do second wind. Absolutely. <laughs> you just describe the color of second wind. I've never heard it described. People just say, I take second wind, and then they roll their hit point, hit dice and get their hit, hit points back. So what does a second wind do for, what do you do for second wind? Do you dump a, bu- a bucket of Gatorade over your head? <laughs> No. Okay, well, so what do you do then? <laughs> Gatorade. All right, well, come back to that. You do your second okay. win. You roll your hit points. Then what do you want to do? Is the ogre still walking? Like, is he continuously walking? Yes, the w- ogre is moving forward with the wagon. Is there a tree? <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> a tree? So if this is the wagon and the ogre, is there a tree? So I'm here, right-ish? Uh, okay, but he's moving away from you. I wanted to tie a string to my arrow and shoot at a tree and try and trip him. You can move forward and shoot an arrow at a tree and try to get that done. Yes, absolutely. Make an attack roll and tie a rope to a, an arrow. Okay, so I'm back up to full hit points. Okay, wonderful. Make your attack roll and we'll see what happens. Probably not right away. <laughs> you miss the tree entirely and the rope shoots off into the distance. You lose the arrow and the rope. Uh, I should have used the other die. <laughs> That is your turn, Vistrad. Although I really like the color of that action and your col- and your unique effort there, so I'm going to give you a moat. Aw, thanks. So, Vistrad, that was your turn. We are now back at the top of the round with Ekamon, followed by Dimple. Ekamon's going to make a minor illusion appear in front of the ogre of a giant five-foot box. Uh, okay. Just to block his path. Block his path. It's, it, but it's only five foot. Well, I think that's as big as I can go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotta pull Because you would like, think about like having to like go around the box. That would slow you down, right? Yep. So while you're doing your minor illusion check, uh, that won't Is Brian doing anything? anything? What would you like Brian to do? Does he have a crossbow? What does he have? Yes, he's a crossbow. Cool. Can I have him to shoot the goblin on the top of the carriage? Okay. Brian, shoot the goblin on the top of the carriage. Uh, what does Brian say when he does that? Because he's got to be a bard. He's got to try to be theatrical about it. Brian will draw his crossbow. He will put a bolt in. He will obviously cock it back, all that stuff. And he will take aim, and he will say, arrows away, and then fire. Right. That sounds perfectly lame. Roll it to hit, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Brian. Brian, just roll it to hit. No, nope. fi- I rolled a five. A five? Yeah, he's not plus significant enough to get past the armor class of this goblin. He misses. The bolt fires off into the distance. That was Brian's turn. So now it is Dimple's turn, followed by Drizel, and we'll wait on that minor illusion. I don't that you're need to doing. re-hit. I just get to roll more damage. Cool. Yeah, roll your d12. 
Nine lightning damage. Yeah, it strikes him and chars a huge chunk. And the reason it does so much damage there is because it hits the chains wrapping around him and burns all of the exposed flesh that's touching the metal of those chains. That was your action, Dimple. What were you doing with the box? I am creating pillars that are five feet tall, but only like two feet wide in between each one. Okay. So that makes like a little fence. So he just is like, what? Where can I go? Because he had have to make an intelligence check. To- uh, yes, he succeeds. Oh, How smart is this freaking ogre? Uh, dumb, but I rolled a natural 18 on the die. So that minus three is a 15, which beats your. Well, fine. That was Ekamon's turn and Dimple's turn, moving us onward to the ogre's turn, who then moves forward 15 more feet. And you can tell that as he builds up speed, he's going to get a lot faster very, very soon. Take your turn. Drizel. I'm going to pull myself up into the top because I didn't quite make DC it. DC five, yet. roll it up. Yeah, sixteen. I mean, those clenched butt cheeks really help. Yeah. You leap gracefully to the top of the wagon, and I'm going to slash at him with my short sword. Go for it. Not so good. Uh, fourteen. That's enough. Okay, good. Yeah. Roll your damage. Oh, look, the goblin dies. Four. Yeah. Yay. Uh, you <laughs> cut the goblin brutally, but actually it's just a glancing blow. But the goblin stumbles on the side of the wagon, trips, falls, and there's a bump bump as the wagon rolls over the goblin, yes. cutting it in half. The goblin dies a gruesome death, and it is now... What's with you cutting people in half? <laughs> it's my thing. <laughs> Balasar's turn. Same thing. I'll attack. Okay. Uh, 15. That's enough to hit. Yes. Eight damage. Brutally carving into the ogre, but he's he's picking up speed. It is now Vistrad's turn. All right. So because I'm just a little bit in front of the ogre, I'm going to run towards him at full speed and take my sword and try to slash him at the ankle. I was going to do like a low swoop and like wah. Like Spartacus. See what happens. See if you get it. If you get the hit. All right. You're spending for advantage. Roll away. Oh, thank God I did that. Twenty-one. That's a hit. Roll your damage. Oh, ten. The ogre falls to his knees. Uh, can you just describe exactly how you kill him? Yes. <laughs> As I ran at him, I kind of bent to the side and backwards and brought my sword behind me and I struck right at his ankles cutting through completely right through to his Achilles and it just started gushing blood profusely and he dropped and just bled out immediately all right from his Achilles yep it's apparently it's uh, like an artery. It's apparently a, there. it's a main artery. <laughs> the gravity of the blood coming out. Yeah, it's, it's just physics gra- again. It's, it's the, the gravity just of the situation. <laughs> so add, physics. I'll just add the color. You sever the Achilles tendon. He tries to pick the foot up. He trips over it. He gives a <laughs> rending pull. He falls forward onto his face, and the wagon pulls up and 
collapses on top of him. The wagon is almost destroyed in the ensuing melee. You scamper out of the way just in time. You throw yourself free, Drizzle, just in time to roll in the dirt and come up on your feet. Everyone looks heroic and amazing. The caravan erupts in cheers. Laura Hanna is overcome with joy. It looks like she's been injured. She fought off two goblins all on her own. They lie dead at her feet, her hand axes in her hands, and she clinks them with Balasar in a cheers of joy. <laughs> and the people of the caravan are so thankful and so impressed with you that they double your wages to 50 gold total, which are paid to you. You manage to repair that wagon or transfer the people accordingly, and you make your way to Grey Haven, which you arrive on a glorious, bright, and golden morning three or four days from this day. But it always lingers in the backs of your mind. Why, why did those goblins try to steal that wagon, Saros's wagon? Why... And how did that ogre come to be there and this such a concerted attack? The conversation that you have about this with Findel, the events that transpire as Findel hires you all as guards in Greyhaven itself would have to wait for another run at this particular adventure. For today and now... The sun sets on the Caravan of Peril, the first adventure in Dungeon in a Box. Check out Dungeon in a Box at www.dungeonabox.com. That was a lot of fun. GG. I got a puppy. <laughs> what was the name of you, everyone? Doodle. 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 GG. Lestrade, I wrote you a song. Oh, yeah. It didn't even happen. It. Bring yeah. it back. Now you have to perform the song oh, so that I it can be after it. it. There's a piano but upstairs. I, just, I wrote it, though. We all want to hear it. Do you it. want yeah. to perform the song? As a bonus action. That's a terrible idea. I'm Did regretting my actions. You said it. <laughs> now you have to do it. Um, well, the storyteller says, no, no, wait. <laughs> that night, as the celebration rang long and heavy, as the hours grew wane, Ekamon stepped onto the overturned stew pot that had unfortunately spilled all over the fire and sang. Along this beautiful journey, I met... And a very important person in my life who has become my brother. And growing up with no family, you became my whole family. So I thank you. And this song is dedicated to Vistrad. Wait, what's Vistrad's last name again? Vandergo. And this song is dedicated to Vistrad Vandergo. The light <laughs> goes <laughs> up. The <laughs> dagger glows, floats, and bobs, spotlight. <laughs> and bobs in time to the music. Backlights me. Makes me look epic. <laughs> that was the Where's whole the point. smoke? <laughs> it's like a front light. It just shines up perfectly. Oh, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> my brother Vestrad, you are my bond. One that is forged in the fires burning strong. A brother I never had till you came along. You are my family and this is your song. Vestrad. Alright, Brian joins in. Vestrad. Vestrad. A friend. A boom, boom, boom. Thank you so nice. much. Yay! Yay!
Includes this episode, Tavern Tales presents Dungeon in a Box. Find out more about Dungeon in a Box at www.dungeoninabox.com. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. Find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or on their website, www.badbillyband.com, or follow them on Twitter, at Bad Billy Band. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, or to find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.